Welcome everyone to the Rest Podcast, where our goal is to help each and every one of you displace confusion, chaos, and dis-ease in order to heal and find significance in life. I am your host, Natalie Williams, and I am here with the author of The Reconstitution Method for Healing and Rest, Virginia Dixon. Hi, Virginia. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I can't believe it's next week. I can't either. I don't know where a year has gone. It's no. hard to believe. It's kind of scary. I feel like I lost my grip on time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. But I'm so thankful for this Christmas. Yeah. You're getting I choked am. up? I am. <laughs> I know. Thankful. Yeah. Very thankful. I know that, you know, the title of this is A Weary World Rejoices. And obviously that's a line that comes from the song, Oh Holy Night, mm -hmm. which I know was a favorite for both of us. But did you want to share the lyrics with everyone and just kind of talk about that a little bit? Well, I thought I would do that for an Instagram post. Oh, okay. But what occurred to me was that the measures, as a year comes to an end, we look back, obviously, and think about the things that we did, the things we wish we would have done. We think about the things that were successful and the things that were failures. And we think about the things that were good, the things that were not so good, perhaps. But I guess every time December comes along, everything stops for me. And I think that at the end of the day, it was one single man who was born in obscurity in a village, the child of a peasant woman who grew up in another village. He worked as a carpenter, right, in a shop until he was 30 years old only. That's amazing. Wow. Then for three years, he was an itinerant preacher for three years of his life. That was it. He never owned a home. He never wrote a book. He never held office. He never had a family. He never went to college. He never put his foot inside a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from his place of birth. He never did one of the things that usually accompany greatness. He had no credentials but himself. While still a young man, the tide of popular opinion turned against him. His family ran away, and one of them denied him. He was turned over to his enemies. He went through the mockery of trials. He was nailed upon a cross between two thieves. But while he was dying, his executioners, they gambled for the only piece of property that really he ever had on earth, his coat. And when he was dead, he is laid in a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. Nineteen long centuries have come and gone since the very well-documented parts of the life of this young man. And today, he is the corner piece of the human race and the leader of the column of progress. 2021, right? Yeah. There's a reason we say this is the year of our Lord, 2021. I am far within the mark when I say that all the armies that ever marched, all the navies that were ever built, all the parliaments that were ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together have not affected the life of man upon this earth as powerfully as has this one solitary life. 
It's a beautiful essay adopted from a sermon of Dr. James Allen Francis. And it's always so touched me because somehow every December just seems to fly by. But I'm reminded of the impact of one solitary life. And it brings my hopes, my dreams, my efforts, all these amazing things I think I need to do and accomplish or I'd like to do and accomplish. It just centers me and it just gives me perspective of the things that I so value. And rest is the fruit of that, right? Oh, yeah. And what I love about it, too, and especially how that was phrased, it gives you a lot of hope for, you know, you get to the end of the year and you're like, oh, I didn't get to do this and I didn't get to do that and I didn't travel as much as I wanted to and, you know, I, I didn't do as well in my career or whatever. You know, you hear the story and the context that it's in and many people know the story already, right? Mm-hmm. But it gives you peace <laughs> knowing that well, perspective too, right? Because yeah. all the things we think are so important and all the things we think we have to do. But this one solitary life yeah. lived in a place of rest. Right. And perhaps it's in that spirit that I wanted to end this year. That this that a weary world rejoiced. And I'm going to do a segment for our Instagram and for social media on that particular segment. Mm -hmm. But for today, I think it is the thought of one solitary life, how different my natural perspective used to be than what this one solitary life, the historic person of Jesus Christ lived out and the impact he's had in the course of human history. Right. So I think sometimes there's just so much stress and so much pressure in our life. We don't know how to live in a place of rest, but he modeled for us what that looked like. And then I think that was the gift to the world was his life because ultimately he's the one that extended the invitation of rest to the rest of us. Yeah. Saying that the narrative, the story of his whole life and ultimately the end of his life too would usher in the era of liberty and the age of freedom. And that's such an an incredible thought. We're really going to unfold that for everyone this next year in the context of history and philosophy and Mm -hmm. theology and in all the disciplines. So I'm looking forward to that. I think for today, he lived a life of rest. And that's certainly what's been so compelling to me over the last 40 years. How do we enter into these places of rest? How do we invite people to experience the fullness of embracing that perspective of rest in everything we do, because we do have the model and the example of this one solitary life and the consequence of living in that realm. And it's to that end that we have this podcast, that we host events, that I continue to labor, to research and study and As you all know, Natalie, work very hard to live out those convictions in my personal life. And it's been a discipline. Obviously, it doesn't come natural to any of us, but it is a place of healing and a place of freedom. Yeah, absolutely. I've had the privilege of working with so many amazing thousands of people over the course of the last decade and probably more, but certainly the last 
eight to 10 years have deeply impacted my life because I deal with a lot of people that are navigating various states of disease. But these events that we host by far perhaps have the deepest impact on me because I only get a day and sometimes an evening with a group of people, right, that attend our days of rest or weekends of rest. And when I travel, we host a day of rest or, you know, we host them here as well. But I want to talk about what happened in Michigan. Michigan. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. We just, it was a last minute kind of event that was thrown together because there were some legitimate needs. Amanda and Jonathan Boyce, I've had the privilege of working with them and their family for many years on and off. And many, many, many people they've referred. And they felt the need to host this event. As you know, Natalie, it wasn't the most convenient time to host an event, but there were some very specific and significant needs in their sphere of influence. And because I've worked with them so closely for so long, we all decided to make it happen. Yeah. And I'll tell you, Natalie, it was just transformational. So I'd like to read you a quote from the event, if I could. Yeah, go for it. The rest event we got to be a part of this weekend was transformative. Being able to get a better understanding of the why, what, and how of rest was so valuable to me. Not only did I experience liberty in my own soul, but I could see a change in the faces and body language of those present as well. Virginia gave us the tools we needed to begin building a place of rest for ourselves. Ultimately, we will be able to do the same for others. Every time I get to hear the message of rest, it is so refreshing and encouraging. It motivates me to become a better student of rest, to be able to share it with others as well. We don't have time to get into it right now, but I just want to thank Jonathan for that message because it just touched me so deeply. Words cannot express what happens when the seeds of these ideas are learned, discussed, and applied with real life stories in real time. It's just transformative. Yeah. And one of the things that occurred to us during the course of all this, actually before the event started, Amanda and I were having a conversation because the layers of rest can be comprehensive and can be somewhat complicated as it addresses the philosophy and the theology of how the soul works in the brain through the body. And we want to certainly help people understand the anatomy of the rest method, but we want there to be some measure of application so they can sink their teeth into. And during a discussion I had with Amanda preparing for their specific group, it occurred to me that we all attend events and even listen to this podcast or make appointments to come see me. And sometimes we know what we want. We know what we, we want to take from those experiences. 
And sometimes we don't. We have no idea. We're just showing up. But whether we know what we want or we're not sure, we just know we need something, we're not sure what, I realized I needed to inspire people to be present and take in the information because they would intuitively walk away with what they needed. So here's the bottom line. Because of the complexities of the REST model, it is the philosophy and the theology of how the soul works through the brain and the body in an effort to help people have a working understanding of the matrix so they can not only become instrumental in healing themselves, but in helping heal their spheres of influence, bring healing to their spheres of influence. And it occurred to me that people show up to these events knowing what they want or not. Sometimes they don't know what they want. They just know. They don't even know what it is. What it is. (laughs) But if they can surrender to the process and just be present, they will walk away with what they need. Yeah. They may not take what they want, but they'll leave with what they need. And that's been my observation, Natalie, as I've looked back on several years of doing these So it was just encouraging beyond measure. And I think Jonathan really touched on the high points of what we experienced. Yeah. And after what you just said, I actually have another testimony here from the same group. And she talks specifically about that. Did you read it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. Yeah, I'll read it. So she says, I am so grateful I got to participate in this day of rest this past weekend with Virginia. I was hoping to gain information and tools to help in relationships, but she encouraged us to set aside our wants and to be open to gaining what we needed. I definitely got what I needed. I learned more about myself, more about God, more about relationships and how I'm wired and interact with others. I definitely gained some tools that I can use going forward. I think the biggest thing I left with was hope, hope that I am learning and growing And hope there are things that I can change and accomplish in my life and relationships so that I can be healthy and whole for the future. That's so wonderful. I thought that that was amazing. And that went right with what you were saying, you know, but you talk so much about how these people, they're the voice of a generation. The enduring voices of a generation will always speak to the triumph of the human spirit. Yes. Yes. So when we talk about a weary world of voices, like. And one solitary life, right? Yes. Yeah, it is. It's the enduring voice of They speak to the triumph of the human spirit. This particular testimony you just read is, they were all of special interest to me. And Natalie, you know, everything becomes of special interest to me. But as you were reading that testimony, which I didn't know came in, by the way, (laughs) I just got goosebumps because we spent a day and a few hours, right? But I was able to do some other work with her one-on-one for a few hours. And it was transformative. Mm. And I wish I could explain to you what it is to experience the shift in countenance from how this beautiful woman walked in and how she left. Yeah, It just was a shot in my arm. And I was so tired when we got on the plane to come home. And of course I have to think, you know, it's Christmas and all the things we have to do. But I remember thinking on the plane, it's a pleasure to endure the sacrifices we make for these experiences because if ever the world was weary, if ever we needed hope. And by the way, I think the weariness and the hope we're desperate for is because in unprecedented ways we're experiencing the weariness 
and the hunger for hope with a global perspective, I think beyond what we've been able to do or bear before, right? These are unprecedented times. So to be able to sit with a group of people and have these and experience these transactions, right? In spite of the weariness, there was so much joy and I did rejoice myself, you know, and I think that is the message of hope, inviting a weary world into a place of rest so they can see the joy in their circumstances yeah. and the beauty in the ashes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what came out of that. And certainly the story of that one solitary life is captivating, whether you believe that he was the son of God or not. You still see the beauty in the ashes. It speaks to something sacred about the human condition. Yeah. That there are things that we're dying for and sacrificing for. And I think in the course of our work and throughout the year, we see so much of that in our own lives. And it's certainly the fruit of our work. I also think, and you just said it, but even if you look at that story as like he was solely a solitary figure, mm-hmm. that the impact that that solitary life had on the world, despite how seemingly almost little it seems like he did, right? If we're stressed about how maybe we're not making that much of an impact. Be be careful the measures you use Mm -hmm. to to qualify or disqualify yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're all at the end of the year and we're looking at New Year's resolutions now too. And it's like... You know, where do we go from here? But I know we're going to be talking about that in the next episode. We are. I'm not a resolutions <laughs> fan. I know. But we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Well, before we close, I wanted to read uh, one more testimony because of the quote that she includes in this, I think is just so powerful. And it's a quote that you said, by the way, but <laughs> I did. Yeah, you did. So this is from the same event from Adrian, Michigan, but she says the day of rest was so empowering for me to learn that I am equipped with the tools to step into true rest and also help others do the same. Virginia is so kind, caring and loving while also being very direct. This is very true. This is very accurate for you, by the way. (laughs) She was careful to teach so much, but also answer individual questions from the group and make sure everyone's needs were met. The quote We do not have the authority to infringe on someone else's liberty, but we do have the power, and that's what makes us dangerous, was a revolutionary thought I took away from the day of rest that I can really apply to my life, especially as a parent. So I'm going to read that quote one more time. The quote was, we do not have the authority to infringe on someone else's liberty, but we do have the power, and that's what makes us dangerous. Hmm. And I think when it comes to the impact of those around us. There are people watching us that we might not even realize mm-hmm. are watching us. And the things that the things that we do and the things that we say. Well, that which resides in the innermost places of our soul, our mind, our heart, our will, our conscience, and our feelings, those are the things we negotiate to exercise liberty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the measure of liberty, we discipline ourselves, I think to enjoy determines the measure of freedom yeah we live with and it's a deep deep thought with significant consequences and i know we're going to continue to discuss that mm-hmm. throughout the year but when i think of that one solitary life yeah that i began this discussion with and the impact it's had on humanity 
throughout time and in recorded history. It must be pondered and it must be considered because he did and said and promised things no other living human being ever has. Yeah. And I think the promise was for peace and the invitation was to find that peace in rest. Yeah. And it's to that end that we labor. Mm -hmm. Because rest is about reconciling these conflicts we have within ourselves. Yeah. And with that, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I hope we have a few other opportunities to address everyone, but I don't know what you have planned yet. So (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, Merry Christmas. Well, thank you, Virginia, and Mm, thank you to everyone who attended in Adrian, Michigan. That was such a blessing, I know, for Virginia and Riley both. I was not there, but I know that the event as a whole, there was so much for everyone that I've read about, that I've heard from, so I'm excited about it, and we're excited to go back, but we're going to be in North Carolina, I think, next time, right? That's right. We're headed to North Carolina. I also want to invite our listening audience to please, 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 please consider joining us. I think it's January 20th Mm -hmm. for 40 Days of Rest, Yep, where Module 1 is all introduction. It'll be followed by module two, which is instruction. We get deeper into the instruction so you you know how to use the material at a whole deeper level. And then, of course, module three is application. And by the time you're done with all three modules, you'll have a certificate of completion. And if one day is transformative, imagine what we can do in 40 days of instruction and application. So I just want to encourage everyone who is able to join us. They're recorded, right? I yes, think. they're all recorded. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who's attending from out of state or even out of country, we've had a few people from out mm-hmm. of country attend, but they're all recorded and they are all sent to you after that session. So you have up to 30 days to rewatch or re-listen to each recording. So you make sure that you are gleaning as much from it as possible because it is a lot of information. As the year comes to an end, also, I want to encourage everyone to visit the website and become acquainted with my academic advisors. There's a few of them that we've posted. We'll populate it with the rest. And also for the foundation that we have, and we are hoping to expand the reach of rest Mm -hmm. in 2021. 2022. In 2022. I know. Why did I just say that? We're planning on expanding the reach of rest in 2022. So we want to invite people to collaborate with us at any capacity. So thank you all so much for listening. Yes, thank you all. And just so you know, in regards to it being Christmas next week, we are not going to have a podcast that Friday evening. So we're not going to have one on Christmas Eve, but we will have one on the Monday afterwards. So we're going to kind of be putting the episode in between Christmas and New Year's. So there will not be an episode released on New Year's Eve either, but we will see you on that Monday. And thought for the week. One solitary life can change the world. Be careful who you dismiss and who you exalt. Ooh, I like that.
All right. Well, thank you, everyone. For updates about rest and this podcast, please visit our Instagram or Facebook, The Place of Rest. If you'd like more information about Virginia or to support and join the cause of rest, please go to virginiadixon.com forward slash collaborate. Thank you for listening to Rest with Virginia Dixon, everyone. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.